0: Yeah. Uh, Well, welcome to the International Protestant Church of Zurich. It's wonderful to see you all this morning. Uh, My name is Sam Jurphy. I'm the associate pastor and Steve Litch, our interim pastor. Uh, We unfortunately have very, very small roles to play this morning as you have come on Children-Led Worship Sunday. Uh, And so you will be seeing many, many different worship leaders this morning that we're excited about. But before we get started, uh, we want to continue our tradition of uh, welcoming any visitors. You know, we have this wonderful international congregation. And and so if you were here for the first time today or back after a long time, uh, we invite you to just stand and say your name. We have ushers who will come around with a microphone that you might be able to introduce yourself. And they'll give you an information booklet uh, with all the information about our church and who we are. And so if that's you, would you please uh, just raise your hand so we can have our ushers come over? I know we have one up here in the front. Great, we'll start up here in the front and then we'll make our way back. Just hold it right to your chin so that way, yeah. Hello, good. Hi everyone, my name's Nick. Um, I'm a good friend of Jamie Yee here. I'm from Melbourne in Australia. I'm on holiday visiting. And um, yeah, thank you for welcoming me. Yeah, welcome. Great to have you, Nick. Uh, Raise your hands again so we can see as we work our way. We got a big group there, wonderful.
1: Good morning, I'm uh, Manny Geyer. We always come here on holiday during the summertime. Uh, but we're just here for a weekend. Uh, this is my son, who's also here for the weekend with us. And we'll be back on the 22nd of July
0: for a month. Yeah. Wonderful to have you back. Yeah. Oh, and there's some more, actually, if you just want to pass it on over. Great.
2: Hi, we are uh, David and Sean. And we just moved uh, to Vettingen uh, not
3: too long ago, so we're pretty yeah. new here. We're from the States, so...
0: Great, welcome. It's wonderful to have you both. Anyone else? Okay. together.
1: Uh, good morning, this morning you have a brave group of kids in front of you here in church Brave be- because they are the younger group of the Sunday school So they are from the class of uh, love, hope and faith So their age ranges from 5, going 5 to 8, going 8
4: Right
1: um, and they've been practicing very hard a song uh, at home with your parents. Thank you, parents. Um, every year in Sunday School, you have a theme, and this year our theme is I am Christian. And they will share with you today what it means for them to be Christian.
3: Join me in the calling to worship. The world is often dark. We want to live in the light. Please stand and sing hymn number 293. join me in the prayer of confession first in unison and then in silence we have missed the mark Lord we have not done what you have commanded as your children we need your help and guidance to set us on the right path we confess that we have not come to you for our help Forgive us, Lord. Give us wisdom through the Holy Spirit to come to you each and every day.
5: God has heard our prayers. Our Lord will bring light to this world and to our lives. Our God has heard our confessions this day and we have found his forgiveness.
1: I'd like to invite the children to join me up front for the children's message. Just have a seat on the floor if you like. Thank you all for leading us in worship today. I was in here before the service and saw you all uh, practicing, and you were doing a really great job, so thank you very much. You know, one of the things that I really like about coming to church is how everybody is so kind and happy. I mean, don't you think so? I mean, do do you fight very often when you come to church? Do Do people say mean things to each other? No, usually not, no. And we get to sing, right? And when we come here, we, we pray, and that's what you're helping us do this morning. Well, do you think that God wants us to act differently from that when we leave church? No, of course not. God would like it if we acted uh, nice and smiled and were, uh, treated each other kindly in church and out of church, Right? So what we're, uh, one of the, the theme of our service today is let your light shine. And I want to tell you a story from the Bible that some of you might know. One day, Jesus took three of his friends, Peter, James, and John, up to the top of a mountain. It was very pretty up there, and they enjoyed being up there with Jesus. But all of a sudden, Jesus started To shine. His clothes were white, whiter than whiter than your pants. They were so white that it probably hurt their eyes. And his three friends, Peter, James, and John, were amazed at how brightly Jesus was shining. And then God spoke to them. God said, This is my son. Listen to him. And they were so happy and so amazed. And they liked being up on top of that mountain so much that Peter, James, and John wanted to stay up there. In fact, one of them said, why don't we build some little houses up here so, you know, we can just stay. It's so wonderful up here. But Jesus led them back down the mountain, where everybody else was, where the crowds were and the other disciples. And as just as soon as they got down, this man came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, can you heal my son? He is very sick. So he brought the son to Jesus, and Jesus laid his hand on him, and the son was healed. He, he got well. So... What the disciples saw up there on the mountain. Jesus shining so brightly. That presence of God. That was God making him shine. Right? When they came down to the mountain. How did the people see how wonderful and powerful God was? When Jesus healed the sick boy. Right? So the light that they saw on the mountain. Jesus was shining when he got down at the foot of the mountain. So. So. When we leave church and we feel happy and you're going to feel really good today after you've done such a nice job leading us in worship and we're friendly to each other and we sing and we pray, once we get outside and we go back to school or back to play with our friends, we can let that light shine by treating each other kindly, being nice to our friends, forgiving them when they do bad things uh, to us. You're being nice to our parents and our brothers and sisters. So that's how we can let the light that we see and he- feel in here shine wherever we go. Let's have a prayer together. Thank you, God, that you let your light shine in us. And we pray that each and every day we would let your light shine through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I think the go back to sit with your parents, right? Right, go back and sit with your parents.
3: taken from 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10 which can be found on page 273 and 274 in your church bible The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli In those days the word of the Lord was rare there were not many visions One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? But Eli said, is listening. This is the word of the Lord.
2: second reading is taken from 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. It can be found in your church Bible on page 1161. For what we, pre- For what we preach is not ourselves, Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus sake for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair
0: Thank you all so much. Our first passage this morning was maybe familiar to many of us, uh, the the passage of of Samuel being called by the Lord. You know, and and a lot of scholars think that Samuel was probably only about age 11 when that happened. You know, recently I've been um, studying some for fun and some for other things about the, the boy King Josiah who was only eight when he became king of Israel. 16, when he started cleaning out the temple and reinstating God's law in the land. And here we read Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, talking about much of the same thing. You know, last week we had Andy here visiting and and candidating, and thank you all who were here and participated in the congregational meeting. He preached on unity and understanding in the church. And this morning we get to honor those who Christ honored, the children. You know, I love days like this where we can see the life and vibrancy of the church, where we see these young men and women and and boys and girls being able to display a little bit of the joy of Christ. So this morning, I want to look at this passage predominantly from Corinthians, but I'll also be talking about Samuel. You know, and just as a reminder, the Corinthian church was started by the Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 18 tells us the story, and he probably wrote a lot more letters, but we have two of them in scripture, and two really good ones with a lot of good stuff in them. It was a a wealthy, self-reliant city, strong economy largely based on its geography as a major trading port, and they had a lot of problems in the church. Actually, in the church in Corinth, after Paul left and established the church, they sort of said, "We want really nothing to do with you, Paul." And Paul had to go back to Corinth and sort of let them know some of the ways they were going wrong. And here in this letter, he he writes and he's talking about this idea of bringing light to darkness and the resurrection in our life. And this church needed a little guidance, as we all do sometimes. And in verse 5 to 6, he talks about what we do in daily life is preaching Christ's gospel. And in doing so, we preach that light can shine out of darkness. You know, this is nothing new, and in fact, it's in quotes in your Bible because it's taken directly from Genesis 1, isn't it? That when God created the world, that the world was shapeless and, 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 and without form and dark, and that God brought light to the world you know in recent weeks in this church we've talked about being light in our community and and, and sharing love and grace with our neighbors and i've seen many of you respond by inviting friends by inviting neighbors by asking me writing me emails and and letting us know that you're, you're interested in these sorts of things you know let me remind you that this month in just a couple of weeks we have a great opportunity the international potluck to invite a neighbor who's never been to church to show people the love of this community and the kindness we get to share with one another through food and a meal and some entertainment. But what more can we do to bring light to this world? Well, Paul says that we do it in verse 7. Look at verse 7 with me. Paul says we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not us. What is this treasure we hold? Well, why do we even come to church? You know, from the outside looking in, it's, okay, so we get a little dressed up. We get to celebrate our children. We come into this nice old building, which is conveniently very warm on days like today. Well, why, why do we do this? Paul is reminding us that because of Christ's death and resurrection, we have this treasure inside of us. This promise of eternal life, eternal joy with our God the very reason we worship and do what we do. So even though there is darkness, we should not be dismayed. In fact, he gives verses 8 and 9, which many of us are familiar with. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with the marriage seminar. We had a wonderful marriage seminar uh, yesterday and Friday evening and many couples attended and and we talked about this, that in life there's going to be hard times, right? In our marriages, and our friendships, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be times of conflict and suffering and even times where we feel like we are in despair and yet we are not destroyed, we are not crushed, that we are in this together. And that we have a hope inside of us that is given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, knowing that the present struggle is only temporary. In verse 10, he goes on to say, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. We carry this around with us. We give this to the world. We share the truth of what we believe with those around us so that they might find the same hope we have found. When I look at this passage and I think about what we're celebrating today with children's worship, I immediately think of children, how resilient children are. You know, how often do we have a bad day or something happens to us and, and, we're, and we're downtrodden and we're sad and we're, we're sort of wondering why and how and analyzing and overanalyzing. And I look at our Old Testament passage and here's this story of this young boy who when God calls just simply says, yeah, hey, here I am. And Eli says, well, it's actually God calling you. And he says, just, just say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He doesn't ask why, he doesn't under why and what all the intricacies are. He simply just says, yes, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. When he was called by the Lord, he just said yes. Now, to be fair to Samuel, he was a little confused at first. He thought it was his master and he needed a little guidance, but who among us doesn't need any guidance from time to time? Who among us doesn't get confused with something that should be really simple and needs some help? And my question to us this morning as we see these children, as we think about the resiliency of children, how many of us, when we feel called by God or maybe God is stirring something inside of you to do or to not do, are fearful? Second-guess God. Second-guess your heart. How many of us, rather than being like Samuel, are much more like the, the Judge Gideon, who when God called Gideon and said, okay, God, I hear you, but let's just be clear. And tonight I'm going to put out this fleece. And, and and if it's really you, I want it to be wet everywhere but the fleece. And God does it. And then the next day, what does Gideon do? He does the opposite, right? He says, okay, God, okay, that was pretty good. Now, now let's just see if you can do the opposite to really make sure this is what you want. That's how we respond to God, isn't it? When God puts our... I always talk about it this way, that it feels like You know, I read the story of Samuel, and it's hard for me because I've never actually heard the voice of God. Some people have, and maybe you have, and that's wonderful. Uh, I never have. And and so the way I always talk about it with people, when God is calling you to do something or act in a certain way, it almost feels like he's reaching in and squeezing your heart. Like, I should say something. I, I should do something about this. I should really intervene or share with this person. How many of us are trusting God in that situation? Or how many of us, like Gideon or like so many others, just say, well, I'll just ignore it for a while? We are called to let our light shine to this world. You know, let us take an example from those who are younger. And when I look at children, there's so many things we can learn, you know, and some people are critical of this approach and may say, well, you know, the Christian life is just so much more complicated than that even though jesus welcomed the children and told them not to hinder the children there's so much more to it than that some people would criticize and maybe say something like yes well but children need help with everything i mean we have to be resilient we have to be responsible we have to know what we're doing right surely we should not be so irresponsible as children well then maybe we as brothers and sisters in christ of the church should help each other the way we help children why are we so willing to help a stranger of a, a child who's a stranger on the tram who falls and trips and not a stranger who's not a child? Why are we so willing to love uh, st- children who are strangers but when we see someone else who is struggling we ignore them? You may say that children don't understand the responsibility of adults in this world, all the complexities. You may say I have too many burdens. That maybe we as a church should help bear one another's burdens so that we can act a little more like children, so that we can be a little bit more free with our worship. Some say even children have not thought about feelings and things of depth and great meaning, that they're unaware of the reality of this world. And sometimes I wonder if we've thought too long on the philosophy of men and the realities of this world, that there's not enough of the presence of God, which is our eternal reality, think about it how much time do we spend worrying about the things that are temporal the things that will end in 80 90 years 20 30 could end tomorrow and yet how much time are we spending on the presence of god on that which is eternal that we will be with god forever which is why we come which is why we worship you know if you've ever seen and parents know exactly what i'm talking about If you've ever spent any time with children, you know that a child or children who are playing are experiencing something, especially when their imagination starts going crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, when a child is in play and it seems like the whole world is gone around them, it almost seems like they're having an experience of the presence of God sometimes. You know, when Christ said to welcome the children, when we look at these people in front of us worshiping, we are to learn from them. You know, think about how a child is just... Amazed by stories and make believe, and is able to put themselves into a story. Is able to help and encourage one another so simply. You know, just yesterday, I saw a great, uh, a great example of this. You know, my wife and Jen and I were on the tram, and as, as some of you may have seen, we're expecting our first child. And so my wife is, is starting to show, and, and, and there's this woman there with, with a a baby in a stroller who was sort of not wanting to be in the stroller it was arching its back it was screaming and then she had a toddler sort of running around in circles around this thing and and she looked so tired and and we smile at her right because there's nothing you can do about it you know some people are kind of giving her the look like control your baby but there's nothing you can do and so we smile and and she looks and and sees that jenna's expecting and just smiles at us and and says say goodbye to peace and quiet And we just started laughing and, and chatted with her for a moment. But the, the best thing about it was this. Is that as she was getting towards her stop, the mom goes to put the child back on the stroller. And the stroller, it, it, the kid is screaming and arching its back. And then the big brother comes around and had this little daisy or flower he had picked before getting on the tram. And he just walks over to his little brother. And all of a sudden, the kid is just transfixed. This flower, this amazing thing in front of him and he stopped screaming. All the concerns he had in the world, all the troubles, all the burdens immediately are gone, and him and his brother have this beautiful moment of just making faces at each other. Yes, it's a simple example of bringing light to dark places, but if we look at kids, they do it all the time, don't they? They do these sorts of things all the time, and I looked at it and thought, man, Why am I not so kind, and why am I not so willing just to help someone in the same way who's having a bad day? You know, George MacDonald, who's probably my favorite author, he wrote uh, children's stories and fairy tales in the 19th century in Scotland. And in one of them was called The Princess and Curdy, which is one of my all-time favorite books. You can read it in about three hours if you want. He says, there's a difference between the growth of some human beings and that of others. In the one case, it is a continuous dying. But in the other case, it is a continuous resurrection. When he talks about growing up, he says some people grow up and they're continually dying and giving up these things of God and and, and moving on to better things. But that when we are living with God and that when we are pursuing God, we are living a continuous resurrection and being reborn in new ways all the time. So don't think of uh, of growing up as the death of childhood but as this continuous resurrection being reborn into new things of God through the Holy Spirit. Being able to bring light into new places that were once dark. You may not have children, you maybe aren't old old enough or maybe you're not young enough but are there not children in the house of God that we can learn from? Are there not people in our neighborhoods that we can get to know and spend time with? We can volunteer, we can spend time, and we can give of ourselves to learn from the youngest among us. You know, what if we look to our children a little bit more to see how to bring light to this world? What if we look to kids a little bit more to learn about the wisdom and the knowledge of our God? Sometimes bringing light to the world is as simple as smiling at another person. I mean, how often do we just sit and stay inside of ourselves and not even smile? This treasure Paul talks about in verse 7, this treasure inside of us is not one that is meant to be kept hidden forever. This all-surpassing power is from God, and God desires that you would bring it to the world. Because even though we are hard-pressed on every side, you will not be crushed. Even though you may be perplexed by what is happening in your life, we do not despair. Even though you may even be persecuted for what you believe, you will not be abandoned. You may even be struck down, but you will not be destroyed. For you always carry around in you the body of the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in your resurrection. For you who are alive are being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in your mortal body so then darkness is at work in the world around us but the light of christ is at work in you may we be men and women who let christ's line light shine to this world please pray with me lord god i thank you for these children I thank you for how they sing and how they dance and how they forget that people are watching. Lord, I thank you for how resilient they can be and how faithful they can be and how trusting they can be to you. Lord, I pray that we would learn from them. God, may our light shine to this world. Lord, we do not desire to be irresponsible or ignore that which is happening around us, God, but we also desire to focus on the things that really matter may we, through the power of your Spirit, focus on that which matters. To rest in your truth. To rest in your love and your grace and your mercy. Today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Amen. Please stand, if you are able, and sing our responding hymn as listed in your bulletin.
3: Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we give our gifts to you. We desire that all our gifts be used to glorify your name in this church, in this city, and around the world. You have given us so much. Teach us to give cheerfully that others would know of your goodness, your love, and your faithfulness. Accept our tithes and offerings as they are our best to you. Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
5: Father God, you are the maker of the heavens and the earth. You are so big, we cannot begin to imagine the glory of your power. So let's pray together. Lord, we give thanks for all the ways you bless us, for all the ways our lives are good and interesting and filled with love and friendships. Lord. We are so thankful that every child in Switzerland has the opportunity to attend school, that we can learn, and that we have wonderful teachers to guide and teach us. We thank you, Lord, that we live in Switzerland, in such a safe country, that we can walk to school without fear, and that we can learn in a safe environment. Lord, in your mercy. We are also very thankful for our church for our Sunday school teachers who teach us about God for our loving Christian friends who accompany us on our journey of faith and for our very strong pastors who faithfully run the church lord in your mercy lord we pray for all, for the world you have made with your own hands we pray for countries at war Christians being persecuted vic- victims and survivors of school shootings lives lost in terrorism, plane crashes, car accidents, and war. We pray for your creation. We pray that people preserve the beauty of the world you have made and respect the animals and nature that are so important to you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all those in positions of authority. We ask them to be Christian-minded and have peace in their hearts and not be influenced by non-Christian values or philosophies. Lord, we ask you to help our world leaders work with each other and not against each other and remind them, Lord, they are all your children because you made every single one of them. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for the church here in Zurich, but also throughout the whole world. We pray for our own Sunday school youth group, our home groups, and all other ministries in the church. We pray for our pastors, their families, our deacons and elders, and our loving congregation. Lord, we also pray for the missions that IPC supports, particularly Becca and Southeast Asia. Lord, we pray that Becca finds wisdom in her new role as headmaster because we know that she still needs to make very important and difficult decisions. We pray that she will use her time well, but that she will also find enough time for rest. Lord, we also lift up our own members and the members that are to come. Lord, we need to grow our church. We need to grow financially and physically. And we just pray, Lord, that people's eyes may be open to seek you and that our church may be just the right place at just the right time for them. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, finally, we pray for those who are sick around us. Lord, we live in a time where cancer and other illnesses are unfortunately not foreign to us. And we ask you, Lord, that every person that may be fighting this or any other disease may find peace and comfort and strength in you. Please give these people hope, hope that comes from within our hearts, where the Holy Spirit guides and protects us every day. We ask you, Lord, for your protection and that you always be with us every single day of our lives. We know, Father God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And for that, we give you all power and praise. Remind us every day that you and only you are in control. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, now we have time to lift up our own personal prayers to you.
3: now, as Jesus taught his disciples, let us pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand and sing hymn number 430.
0: Thank you everyone so much. Um yeah, go ahead and please be seated. will uh so that way everyone can see our readers. Um just as a quick reminder, uh there, we won't have a prayer ministry today, but if you feel like you need something prayed for before you leave today, please come find me or Steve or any of our other leaders. We'd love to pray with you. Also, uh we have our evening worship service tonight, where um we also have it's first Sunday of the month, so we'll have our children's worship as well. So if you have a child two to six, we'll have uh, a place for them as well. So um, you are all invited to that. Uh, and now, as you notice in your bulletin, um, we have a special benediction tonight: Psalm 139, or a portion of Psalm 139, read in the uh, various languages you see there.
3: For the koorleider van David, a psalm: Hear, U kent mij, U doorgrond mij, U weet het als ik zit of sta, U erzit van verre mijn gedachten.
5: Tu sais quand je marche et quand je me couche, et
3: tu pénètes toutes mes voies. Car la parole n'est pas sur ma langue, que déjà ô éternel. Tu la connais entièrement.
2: Minden oldalrol, kyrilfogtal, kassetet, raitan, tartot. Kschotaltos, nektem, nek, es a tutas, igen, magas, Em tudo, fui.
3: Tu criaste cada parte do meu corpo, tu me formaste na barriga da minha mãe. Eu te louvo porque deve ser tímido. Tudo o que fazes é maravilhoso e eu sei disso muito bem. Meu corpo não foi cachê devant toi, quando j'ai été em um lugar secreto. Tisset dans les profondeurs de la terre.
2: Euer Augen sahen mein formloses Beginn, alles wird in Hippokko opgetekend,
3: an die Dagen von meinem Bestand und Brücken nicht ein. Wie kostbar sind für mich deine Gedanken, O oh Gott, es sind unbegreiflich viele. Wollte ich sie zählen, so, wa- so wären sie zahlreicher als alle Sandkörner dieser Welt. May
0: you and we all together go in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today, tomorrow and forevermore. Amen.